This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. You just heard the testimony. How many can testify that giving to God, being a tither, always pays? See, hands a witness. Even though they were going through a tough time, we're never promised that it's going to be smooth sailing and there won't be some challenges and some obstacles. But the good news is, when you're a tither, when you're a giver, God puts you over. And you can put your faith in that. You can put your trust in Him that He will take care of you. It's amazing to me that when He is totally out of work, more income came in then than if He had been working. I mean, no, that's, that's God. I don't hear that testimony happening to everyone. It's just uh, those that have put their faith in him, he takes care of it. He'll do it. I've seen it in my own life. And as the hands, the witness that it pays to give to God. But really, we've been looking that it's a worship to God. We saw that it's first things, that he is due our first and our best. It's honoring him. It's worshiping him because he's first. He's not a very good second or third or fourth. Because he's first. In fact, he doesn't even respond to second. He thinks you're calling someone else. Because he's first. And he's worthy to be first. He's worthy of our praise, of our life, of our everything. And we're going to look this morning, we're going to continue. We saw uh, last week that the tithe is, is part of our new covenant. We saw in Hebrews that... Jesus Christ, after the order of Melchizedek, that he receives our tithe. We saw that it's, it's for this church age, but we also saw it's, it's because of a grace. It's not a law, it's a grace of giving. It, it's because I love him and I worship him. It's because he has delivered me. It's because he has blessed me. It's because he's my provider. He's my provision. He's my strength. He's my joy. Amen? So I give out of a heart full of worship and full of love for him. It doesn't take a law for me. It's not a law. It's something that I get to do. I get to tithe. I get to give. It's fun to give. In fact, that's some of the most fun that there is, is giving. Probably we're more like Father God when we're giving than probably any other time. He's the greatest giver of all. But anyway, we've covered a lot of ground in the series already. If you missed uh, the first two, please get the CDs, or many of you listen online. The CDs are free if you'd like to get them. Or listen online, go to our website, and listen to these. You can't hear them just once and get it. You have to continue to hear, hearing and hearing the Word. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You never hear it enough. And this is a, a foundational truth of the Christian faith, and you need to have it uh, that as a foundation in your life, this, this principle of being a tither. What is the tithe? Giving your first 10% to him to honor him and say, you're number one in my life, and I worship you. So get that, and we're going to continue on from here. Giving 
is a matter of the heart. It's a heart issue, not a money issue. And I used to think, because it was so hard for me (laughs) to start tithing, I used to think it was a money issue, but now I know it's a heart issue. My heart wasn't completely his. I wasn't completely trusting him that what he said was true. And I was saying, it just doesn't add up. The money's not here. Understand me, Lord. I know you don't know math very well, but (laughs) this does not add up. And there was times where God provided, I don't know how, looking on paper, looking at budget, I don't know how it worked out, but it worked because he's faithful and he will come through for us. He's a faithful God. He's always faithful. If he ever was not faithful, he wouldn't be God. In Leviticus 27.30, it says, In all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's, is holy to the Lord. So the tithe belongs to the Lord. Holy there means sacred, means devoted, hallowed, and set apart. God is letting us know that this is a worship to him. It's set apart for him. It declares that he's the owner and we're stewards. He's God and we're not. That's important truth right there. (laughs) And what we do when we give him the tithe is sacred. It's holy. It's devoted to him. It's set apart for him. So it's a worship. It's an act of worship. Every time that you tithe, you're you're worshiping God. And you're saying that you're first, even with the very substance of what I have to have to live on this earth, I give it. Or I return it, I present it to you. God owns it all. You know, we're, we're managers. Does anyone here have a $100 bill? Brenda, come on up. Can I have that? Thank you, Brenda. I appreciate that. Oh, come back, Brenda. <laughs> Why did Brenda give me this hundred dollars? It's because I, I gave it to her before service. I said, Brenda, I want you to hold this until I ask for it. But let's, let's think about God. He gives us everything. And when he gives us $100, what does he ask in return? The tithe. He asks for 10% or it would be $10. He could have asked for all of it. The percentage rate doesn't go up, by the way. There's not a vote in heaven at the heavenly house of representatives and the heavenly senate, and they have this vote, maybe because, you know, we're running out of gold up here. The streets, you know, they're just looking pretty bad. I think we need to raise it to 15%. No, 20. God, you're worthy. How about 50? God said 10. That's it, 10. So, what does he ask back? He gives us the hundred and asks back ten. 
That's a pretty good deal. Now, unfortunately for Brenda, I'm not God. So I'm going to keep my hundred dollars. No. no, this is an illustration about, about God. Let me, let me help Brenda out here. We would need change for that hundred to actually tithe to God, wouldn't we? We would need, how about four twenties? See what we got here. Four twenties and two tens. That would be change for that hundred. Hold this, Brenda. This is a illustration about God. So what would you do? God gives you that, and I'm I'm representing God. What would you do with that money in your hand? Stay there, because this is what God would do. In the name, in my name, in God's name. Uh, I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mess my own illustration up. In the name of Jesus, this is blessed. And the spirit of the Lord is on your money. Enjoy, prosper, be at peace. Enjoy life. That's what God does. Give Brenda a hand. Go to your seat, Brenda. Praise God. Mm. That's probably should be what we all do. He's so good. He's so wonderful to us. So we worship him. We're not buying God off. We're not trying to get him to love me or accept me. I'm worshiping him. I'm giving him praise and honor. Deuteronomy 14.23 says, The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your life. And per- putting God first is just not his name's at the top of the list. It means that he's first in my marriage. He, he's first in my parenting. He, he's first in my entertainment. He, he's first in my budgeting. He's, he's first in my spending. He's, he's first in every area of my life. That's putting him first. Yes, he's at the top of the list, but the rest of your list, he's in it. That's the place that he deserves. He's worthy. In Malachi 3, verse 6, it says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, 
what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse, for you've robbed me. Even this whole nation bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this. I want you to know that God doesn't curse. He redeemed us from the curse. He's not the one that curses us, but we can make decisions and choices that are out of alignment with God's will and His Word, and we can cause bad consequences or curses to happen in our life. Or we can choose to be in alignment with His principles, His ordinances, which means normal principles. We can be in alignment with those things, and we get blessed or grace flows in our life. It's our choice what we do. But the word uh, curse here is two definitions for curse. Number one, curse means the opposite of to consecrate, to set apart, to make holy. Or you could say your finances are not set apart. They're not dedicated to God. Your finances are not sanctified. They're not made holy. They're not consecrated to Him. They're lumped together with the world. What is on the world's money? We saw unrighteous mammon. The spirit of this world is on it. And see, honoring God is first. There's a lot of things that money can't buy. Money can't buy you a good marriage. Money can't buy you his blessings of healing and wholeness, forgiveness. There are riches that only God can give. And they mean a whole lot more than money. Number two is to disregard. Or you disregard God's blessings. You disregard that He's God. That's what you're doing when you don't put Him first. You're disregarding them. Say, I don't believe you. You remember we saw you cannot serve God in mammon. When you read down in Malachi verse 14, it says, And you have said, it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we've kept his ordinance? They're saying it's useless to tithe and give offerings. It's useless to serve God. What profit is it? And and actually, uh, it says that your words have been harsh or stout against me. That's really what we're saying when we don't put him first. We don't give our tithe. We don't honor him. We're saying, what profit is it to serve God? To put him first. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it's impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It takes faith to get money that you need. It, It takes faith to believe God as you tithe, that he will reward you for it. It takes faith. It doesn't take sense. It takes faith. If you try and use sense, you'll sense yourself or reason yourself out of it. It takes faith. Say faith. It means I believe him and I trust him and what he said in his word, even before I see the results. It's faith. Acting. And what he said. See, when you accepted Jesus as Lord, you entered into a relationship with him that he's already blessed you 
life, every blessing. He's already provided for everything for your life. He's already chosen that you are accepted by Him. You are forgiven. You are blessed. But the way that we receive that is through faith. Through faith. You can walk around as a child of God, blessed by Him, and He says, it's all yours. Every promise is yes and amen, and walk around defeated, walk around depressed, oppressed, walk around just like the world. But it's not God's way. He wants us to live the abundant life. See, what the enemy has done, he's tried to say, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't want to be blessed. In fact, they had people took a, a vow of poverty and say, prosperity will turn you against God. And we saw, and there is examples where people turn from God, but the Bible actually says prosperity ruins the fool. You're not a fool. You're serving God. God wants us to prosper. He's qualified you for all the blessings, every promise. So you're blessed, you're favored of God. It's yours. How do you get? You receive by faith. Our response to His grace, that grace-like rain falling down on us. How do you respond to it? Faith. I believe. I believe. Luke 4, verse 5, it says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. This is when Jesus was in the desert, and he had uh, fasted for 40 days. And he's been tempted by the enemy. And notice the enemy offers him the kingdoms of this world. World there means it's cosmos. It's the Greek word cosmos. And it means the order of things, construction of things, or the edifice, the building of things. The, when Adam fell, Satan did not get the earth. He got the world. What did Adam have? He was a steward. He had dominion on earth. That's what the enemy took. So the enemy took over the world system. He's been building and constructing things, building the order of things that are contrary to God. Because he is the little G God of the world, the world system. So this, this world system, many times we're out there and we'll hear something, well, that's just totally against the Scriptures. Yes, that's the way the enemy has constructed it. He's built it. And the connotation here is decor or decorations. Or we could say that the world system is props. How many have been to a play and seen the props, you know, it's to help us get into the story? I had a dream years ago, I'll never forget it. I was driving, and uh, I came to this, this city, and I saw people going in and out of stores. There was just business going on. And I took a right turn, and I saw that there was, they were all like billboards, and they had uh, supporting beams, 
and this one was broken out, and I drive beside it, and I'm seeing people walk in, but it's only about that thick. You know, it's, it's just a board up. It's propped up. They were, it was all props. I said, Lord, what is this? He said, the world system, the only things that stand firm and strong and real and are lasting are the things that I built, not what the enemy constructs, not what the... So what we have here is a mammon spirit, which means riches, trying to counterfeit God and say, all that you ever need is money. When actually the Beatles said, right, all you need is love. It needs to be his love. <laughs> in Psalms 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and in its fullness to the world and those who dwell in it. So we see our separation of earth and world. And the, the earth is where the true riches are. It's where the gold and the silver, those precious jewels, those saints are, are buried. God never say, I possess all the money in the world. He owns the earth. It says, but then it mentions the world, and you remember in Revelations, it talks about a time, it says that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord Jesus and of his Christ. Uh, it says, every knee shall bow. You remember when Jesus was on the earth, they tried to set him up as king? What did he say? My kingdom is not of this world. But there's coming a change where God's going to take the world back. Jesus is going to come and he said, the props are gone. Just burn all that out. <laughs> Colossians 1.13 For he has rescued us from the kingdom of the darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. So we, we live in a world, but we're not of it. We were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You changed locations. Now, this was a spiritual thing, wasn't a natural thing. And you were in a different kingdom. Now, an example of this would be you go to bed tonight and you wake up tomorrow and you're a different country. I say that you wake up in Turkey. And you're groggy and everything. You get up and say, I need to go get something to eat. There's nothing here. You go down to buy some food, but you use American money. And so we don't accept that here. Can't, can't use it here. And it's because you're trying to use the old in a different place, a different location, and it won't work. When Rob and I went to Africa, that first trip, I remember, make sure you go to get the currency exchange, get that taken care of. So it's, that's what you do, because you won't be able to use money in that new place. That, but if you insist on using that old money, you can starve. But see, that's what happened to us. You prayed the prayer. And accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Got entered into a relationship with Him. And that instant, you changed locations. You changed kingdoms. You went from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. 
And things operate different in this new kingdom. You can't operate the old way that you did. And now, your former boss who hated you anyway, when you were with him, he hated you. When you were a part of his kingdom. Now, you have a mission to take down his kingdom. To plunder his kingdom. And to bring people to Jesus. To represent the Lord. So you have this mission. The enemy's not real happy about that. Where before he might bless you, and Satan will bless people to keep them from God. He'll bless them to keep them occupied and so blessed that they think they don't need God. It's a spirit of mammon. I don't need God. You kidding me? I got wealth. I got everything I need. And God's just a side issue. It's like the enemy will pay you hush money. Keep you quiet. He don't even care if you go to church on Sunday as long as he's got you Monday through Saturday. You have no influence, no impact. But here we are living in this world where the ruler of this world is Satan. God's arch enemy. So what do we do? We need a currency. It's changed. We, we need something that we can operate in this world and be blessed. So we're living under what Satan has constructed, his props, his construction. And he now wants to keep you broke. He wants you defeated. He wants to steal your testimony. And see, this thing... How many have heard of Christians, well, I was doing better before I was saved. <laughs> oh, you're, you're getting some of that impact. He wants to take you down now. Doesn't want your testimony around. So how do we, what do we do? We get God's Spirit on our money. How do we do it? We tithe. Tithing is what you must do to exchange your currency. That's what you do. You operate... From the kingdom of God, even though you live here where Satan is constructing and bringing the order of things that are contrary to God. Contrary to His Word. If you don't exchange it, you're in trouble with both kingdoms. Ever been there? Everything going wrong. <laughs> Enemies out to steal, kill, and destroy. And yet, in the kingdom that you're in, you're not honoring God and putting Him first. So you're in trouble in both kingdoms. Nothing's going right. That's where people say, I don't know why I got saved. <laughs> you got to put God first. You're in a different kingdom. This thing don't operate the way it used to. He's number one. He's first. Only thing that works in his kingdom is faith. Only thing that works in the world is money. The world is impressed by money. God is impressed by faith. Faith is the currency of God's kingdom. Faith is the currency of heaven. Tithing is really understanding that you change kingdoms. 
Tithing is honoring and worshiping God is your everything. It's your first. It's worshiping Him and saying, you're number one in my life. I honor you. I worship you. I surrender afresh and anew to you. I believe you are a rewarder. I believe you're a blesser. I believe you're a giver. I believe your word. And I trust you. My question to you is, have you made the exchange yet? Have you put God to the test? He said that we can prove Him. Have you worshipped God with your money? Malachi 10.11 says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing you will not have room enough to receive it. Room enough for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Next week we'll look at how it's bigger, the blessing of the tithe is bigger than you can contain. We'll look, we'll look at that. So this is one area you, you can test God. Put Him to the test. That's the reason we're doing a money back guarantee. What's that mean? It means that we want you to fill out this card that's in your service guide. It's called the Tithe Challenge. Put the information here. If you want to take the Tithe Challenge, test God and prove Him. For the next 90 days, we want you to tithe. And if you don't see God's blessing on your life, we're just going to hold the money and we'll write you a check back. It's a money back guarantee. We believe God will come through in your behalf that much. But we want to partner with you. We want to help you with this. I know what it is. I, I struggled with that. I, I know exactly what it is to take that step. And about 20 of you, I believe it is, have taken that step and said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put God to the test and I'm going to see what happens. Let me share a testimony says, I remember about a year ago, I was looking at my paycheck and thought, Lord, why can't I make this number? The number wasn't just a couple hundred dollars more. It was 1,300 more a month. I thought, well, I'm going to ask. While the company I was working for was spiraling out of control, going to bankruptcy, I was forced into self-employment and struggling. After assigned a tab challenge... I got a phone call the next day from my landlord offering me that exact number down to the last dollar. I know he keeps his promises. He's proved it to me. I mean, with like a $1,300 raise a month. Oh, pastor, I've been tithing for a couple weeks. I haven't seen anything. Give it time. It doesn't mean that it's not always instant. It's being consistent in your honoring and your worshiping of the Lord. We have a place. Now, if you decide to take that challenge, we have a book called The Treasure Principle by Randy Alcorn. This book will bless you and uh, great insights in it. And we want to send you this uh, in the mail 
And we're just going to partner with you, and we'll be sending you some emails and just staying in contact with you to help you stay on course with this challenge. Next, you'll see, I want to become a progressive giver. Now, what's that? I believe God really the tithe, and I've just stayed at the tithe. The tithe is a starting point. It's a starting point. God wants you to go beyond that. And you will not go beyond that until you exercise faith and say, you know, I'm going to 11% or I'm going to 12%, whatever it is. And you take that step. And we have a book we want to send you called The Blessed Life. It's absolutely the best book I've read on, on finances. And I have read a ton of books. I've, I've read, you know, great books. But this one... Uh, you can go back and read every year. It's power-packed. And God is, I believe, raised him up with this message. And this is Robert Morris, The Blessed Life. So we want to send you this book, give you this book. We'll get it to you. And this book will greatly bless you. Now, next week, we're going to have some of these up here. And this is Dave Ramsey. How many know you need practical things that God said be a good steward, you need practical things. You, you need to make some changes. It could be that you might need to get rid of that cable TV. You don't watch all 300 channels anyway. It could be that you need to make some adjustments and get some things in order. You need to have a budget. Well, I don't know where the money went. Well, that tells me you don't have a budget. You should know where your money goes. Now, I got education. Uh, Ellen used to, to keep the, the finances and everything for us. And uh, like a good husband, I'd come home and say, where'd the money go? She said, well, here. I, said, I, I work. I'm out doing Superman feats, you know. <laughs> It wouldn't show me the beef. Show me the money. She said in her compassionate, kind-hearted way, well, you do it. I took the spouse challenge and I have repented. Even today, now, I repent. I saw where the money went. Yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there. Next thing you know. See, you need to have a budget. Dave Ramsey uh, is my favorite on getting out of debt, having a budget, having a plan. He's a strong Christian. He uh, greatly uh, believes in the tithe and in that uh, arena. But we have uh, obtained um, several of these books. And next... Next Sunday, if you'd like one of these, we're just going to give it to you. We're going to sow a seed into your life and give you this book. It's called The Total Money Makeover. And you will be blessed, and you can uh, look up on this website a lot of information there. Let's bow our heads for just a moment, because really, you know, the most important decision that you can make in this lifetime is what will you do with Jesus Christ? What we need to do, what he's worthy of, 
is that we make him Lord of our lives. We trust him for our eternity. We trust him for our salvation. And we actually honor the cross and the price that was paid by receiving a free gift of Jesus Christ. Receiving the punishment, the pain, the curse of the law that he took for us. He took our sins. He took every bad thought and every wrong action. He even took our sickness and our disease. If that's you today and you want to accept Jesus Christ, how do you do it? I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. But it's really, if it comes from your heart to Him, you'll be saved. And you'll belong to Him. In that instant, you'll change kingdoms. So, well, Pastor, I prayed this before, but I, I realize I'm, I'm lukewarm. I'm, I'm not reconnected with the Lord. Well, you can get reconnected right now with Him. Nobody loves you more than He does. You can get in on this prayer too. I'm not going to ask you to come down. We're going to all pray together. No one looking around. Just lift your hand and say, that's me. I want prayer this morning. I want Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together. Say, dear God, thank you for Jesus. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe He died on the cross for me. I believe He was raised from the dead by Father God. I receive Him today. Thank You for saving me. Thank You for loving me. Fill me with Your Holy Spirit. Empower me to live this life for You. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.